Hi, what's up, Chalkers? Welcome to the Let's Chalk About It podcast. If you're new to fitness or just want to hang with some like-minded fitness folk, then this is the place for you. Remember, it's always good to chalk about it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Where we have got the ever-intelligent Chris McKenzie mm-hmm. and the... Tank. Do we want something different this week? I don't mind. Soviet, Soviet Captain Jack. <laughs> More lasting. Scott Carson. Where's, and where's I'm that double brass Anderson, as always. <laughs> hey? Don't D- talk over my intros. Sorry. God damn it. Sorry. To start you, again. You do love an intro. <laughs> <laughs> intro music, we found out. You get a bit, bit delicate with that one, don't you? Uh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Bring it, he brought wrestling up straight away. Yeah, there we no, go. Did. He did it. Not me. You've infected yeah. me with wrestling talk. Not me. It was him. <laughs> so we've got some quite cool things this week. I've just hit your microphone, not mine. Ooh. We are in a new studio. Happy yeah. days. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, everyone happy with the it does studio? Look yeah. good. It does look really good. It's um, fancy. Studio. We've, we've, got a, we've got a new car. Got yes. For the, got a motor. Sure. With actual wheels. Yeah. 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 Just in case yeah. anyone didn't believe us. If you if you are obviously listening to this, there's no on. footage. <laughs> it's just me rolling a car back and forth. <laughs> not, Batmobile, not, to be precise. Not just any not car. Just any car. Yeah, just anyway, the animated Batmobile. <laughs> which is very cool. It's even got a steering wheel in it. I've just noticed. Um, yeah, and we are also going to do our very first taste test of these uh, energy drinks that Excite sent to us. Product. So I will uh, pass one hoping, hoping for more, but let's not say too much. Uh, yeah, let's pass one over to Chris. So, this isn't, I just want to say as well, this is in no way sponsored by Excite. They were just very kindly sent us over some energy drinks to try, mm-hmm. um, which are natural caffeine source. And Spencer's killing me. They are zero sugar. I hope it so, lasts. shall we get it tried? Yes. Get it tried. That's good well, English, go. people. <laughs> Hang on, let's go right next to the mic. Oh. Oh, that sound. <laughs> Smell straight away. It smells good. Mm. It does. Yes. That smells like medicine. <laughs> the good kind. Yeah, that's tasty. That's good. Okay, not, Scott's not, just going to drink all of it in one go. Not too much. He needs it, though. Have you actually finished I that? think he's had a busy day. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little gassy. What's good about it is, that you, you know when you get energy drinks with ginseng in it? Um, it tastes really bitter. Or like BCAAs, oh, right. you kind of get it. This, this, I don't think this... Does that have BCAAs in it? I don't think it does. No, no I don't think it does. No, no. no. Is it, you know, it's, like it's really taurine-free as well. It's taurine-free. Yeah. Mm. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. I think you get hit with like, like flavours and E-numbers when you, hit the, when you have these drinks, and that one's like really subtle. Yeah. So that's quite nice. Yeah, Good. it is yeah, like, so a, kind like of a seltzer. Like, I'm sure you can't go wrong with a caffeine drink. You're going to get a buzz. Nice uh, watermelon flavour. You guys are all talking technical terms. I'm just like, <laughs> it's a picture of I've a said watermelon. Nothing technical. He's the <laughs> beverage guy. But yeah, then these are nice. Yeah, these are re- so they've sent us two lots. So we've got the uh, the pink, pink. Should we say pink, red? Pink, yeah. And um, they've also sent us a blue. <laughs> That's a I'd say it was more of a Melbeck colour. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Oh, soft velvet. I'll push on the Rioja actually. <laughs> Anyways, they've also sent us some blue ones to try. So we'll try them next week and let you know what they're like. But now who's getting technical? Technically, actually, <laughs> blue ones. No, no, hang on. <laughs> technically, we're going to try them this week. So we're going to have two podcasts this week. Yeah, man. Yeah. So happy days. Let's do it. 
So we will try them uh, on our next podcast. But these are very nice. And thanks. And again, big shout out to Excite for sending these to us. They didn't have to. Yeah, um, thanks, guys. Very nice of them to do so. Uh, now I think Scott's they've got awake. A, He's a bomb. I think they've got a current offer on as well at the moment. So if you buy two cases, you get one case free. So make sure you go and check it out. I believe their website is on here uh, somewhere. Are they, are they just online? Can which, you get them anywhere? I think you can get them on Amazon. Oh, and I sweet. think you can get them on their website, which is drinkexcite.com. So go check them out. Do guys. it. Go get it. And then back to the podcast. Let's get the questions in. Questions? Questions. You're building angst <coughs> and suspense. Questions. I why you'd whisper into a microphone, but let's do it anyway. Isn't that just what ASMR is? Bitcoin, like, <laughs> and like people could get off on it or something. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, they choked on my drink then. So, so, yeah. so Scott, Scott, has, Scott has definitely the side effects of those drinks. <laughs> Scott's definitely woke up. I'm here. He's going to start doing his uh, few was it tank. Po- podcasts in rewind. <laughs> yeah, we've put the propane in the tank. <laughs> right, we've got we've got wads of questions. Wads, wads. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Or wads of questions. <laughs> let's stick with wads. Oh, oh, Sorry. oh. <laughs> right, so. Yeah, he's not listening, so you're not getting any uh, sound effects. (laughs) The The irony. Yeah, well. First one uh, is, I'm at my goal, what next? Mm. Sort of gone. I don't think you can ever be at your goal, surely. You can be at your goal, but if you're driven enough, if you're driven enough to make goals and... and Who are you, like Jeff Bezos? Like, looking like Arnie with the money of Jeff Bezos... He'd probably still be unhappy. <laughs> still be something in there. You went to quick places there, didn't you? Yeah. yeah I had to pull myself out of the darkness. I had to tell you. I was, I was right, about you're to go down a hole. You're feeling good. Right, you, you're with us. It's okay, yeah, man. I'm back. That's it. Um, if you're driven enough to make goals for yourself and go and show up, you know, put the work in, plan it, and, uh, and really have some good goals, and you're good enough to go through it and make those goals, you're going to be the type of person to make new goals. So yeah, you're not, yeah. not going to be in that position, I don't think. Like, if you if you do, say, an Ironman, and you finish it, and it's like, that was my goal to do an Ironman, you're not going to... I don't think anyone's ever... Like, I don't think yeah. this person's hit their goal. You're going to say... <laughs> what, what do people do Ironmans in, by the way? Clothes. Nine hours? <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nine hours? He's listening now. Yeah, yes, yeah, so something like something that. horrible. Yeah, and, and nine can... to eleven. I think world is like world champion level is nine hours, and it's about right. eleven hours. Okay, so if you're just doing them, you're talking close to eight, like eighteen, then nine, seventeen, eighteen know. hours. Um, I think I think eleven to fourteen hours might be. I'm not quite sure. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm guessing off the top of my head. Well, they're going to look at their time, and they're they're going to want to improve, yeah. it, aren't they? So well, it depends on the person. Either you want to go faster, or you want to go bigger. You start doing crazy ultra marathons, oh, yeah. double Ironmans, or you just become Ross Edgley and swim around the UK or pull a tree, right? Pull a tree. <laughs> I've done a triathlon. I'm going to do it with a tree. Yeah, <laughs> that guy is running away for some serious demons. Yeah. Um, so basically, what we're saying is make some new goals. You love Ross Edgley, don't mean I do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not being. Well, what I would say is actually hit your goal. Stop lying to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And stop lying to us. <laughs> Don't be the dude at work. Um, oh, hit my goal last night, guys. You know, 400 kilo squat, and I'm just pretty much done. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. I'm going to reside to sitting on the couch and doing nothing. Oh, yeah. Bad knees. Yeah. yeah. Tell everyone's bad knees. <laughs> you know, I benched uh, 200 kilo in my when I was younger, but now, oh, just my shoulder. Just yeah, he benched, benched 200 with bad knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leg, leg pressed 400 kilos. Yeah. That's it. If you're a driven person, I mean, that's what it is, right? 
just you got, if you've got goal. goals, yeah, it's irrelevant, yeah. I think. We make new goals. Goals. You can have new goals. I have goals for days where I have nothing to do because yeah. it's just like I'm going to go to get out of bed, yeah, make my bed at this time, get coffee at this time. But even if you don't make goals, that's making a goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Even if he's like, I'm not going to do anything today. Well, that's my goal. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not entirely correct, but yeah, sure. <laughs> that's true. If you say you're not doing something, so if you're like, right, my, my goal today is not to do anything, then yeah. technically you're making your goal. I think this is off. This is, we're going it's, off. We're, we're yes. a little. So anyway, make new goals. Yeah, that's, that's the That's our advice. Answer, yeah. Mm. Uh, second question is... Um, is working out with friends actually beneficial or would it be better going to a PT? Well, I think for us, we have the best of both. So we kind of, we don't need... Oh, well, I don't continue. I don't think you're friends. I just, you know, associates. <laughs> I was talking about Chris. <laughs> oh, okay. We're, we're, like, we're like leeches to Kieran. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Oh, here they are again. I bet if I didn't have a gym, they wouldn't even turn up. <laughs> He's the old man with a bag of bread three in the morning. The pigeons. Oh, I made this. <laughs> um, let's maybe answer the question. Yeah. Uh, it, again, it's goal-based, isn't it? I don't know if it is. I, I don't know. I think... Okay, go on, say what you're going to say. I think if, if you have a goal outside of your friendship group, you kind of need to get professional help from somewhere. Mm. You're going to have to speak to the, the right minds yeah, at some point, yeah. It might not be a PT, it might be yeah. a friend The question is like coach you know. or someone that knows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think if you're... It doesn't have to be a PT. We'll, but then we'll, I question. think it's very important to train with people that are like-minded to you. you know, I think... Um, so like A PT is on the clock getting paid. They're going to be nice to you. Your mate is yeah. going to call you a dickhead. Or yeah. you didn't squat low enough. <laughs> so it's like a lot of honesty where... The, yeah. Some PT... I mean, a good PT will be really honest and good coaches will be oh, very, yeah. very honest all the time. But um, yeah, you might get some. I suppose like in the commercial environment where it's a bit softer, it's a bit more like goal driven. Yeah. You've not got the really driven lifters that are going to be really robust. You've just got people that are just getting into lifting. They need a PT, which is fair enough. They need a coach, someone to really give them that base knowledge because maybe they don't have the time we have or the dedication we have to then read everything for yeah. for ten years about training. Maybe they need someone to just go. Well, these are the main bits, and this, that's what they're paying for. They're paying for that time. Yeah. But um. On trends versus training partners, if you've got the right friends around you and they've got the same goals, they've been reading the same as you, or if you say, hey, take a look at this, or you're sharing information that you've been reading for years, then it's you're going to build each other in the same way that a PT would, would yeah, build yeah. you. But um, Louis Simmons said, um, training partners make champions, not coaches. So yeah. it's who you train with, I believe, and you'll, you'll build each other. And yet you'll have snippets of information where you go to people, the right coaches, the right people, the right lifters, and you'll improve quicker. But yeah, it's about, I think, training with friends. If you're building and you've got a little team and you're leaders, you'll, you'll do awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think you're accurate as well in saying that, you know, if you train with your friends, you're going to get the truth. You're not necessarily going to get that from a coach to start with. Um, really? Yeah, like, well, I think like... What's your opinion of a coach then? Well, not, not in my opinion of a coach. That's probably not right. What I mean is they're going to have to take a little bit of time to get to understand who you are as a person. Okay. Whereas your friends, if you know you train with them regularly, they're going to probably know your weak areas. They might know you know your typical excuses of why you might not want to train. Yeah. And you know that's a better thing to be able to just sort of be like, do you know what, just suck it up and get in there. Whereas you know a, co you can a coach do doesn't it. know it's, it's an, it's, they don't know it's an excuse yet. Well, no, he makes notes an excuse. But it's yeah, exactly. the question. I think yeah. like if there's someone's asking to, uh, what's better, training with my friends or getting a PT. They're not talking someone like going in, paying someone like Louis Simmons. They're not talking a coach. They're talking just a personal trainer. Yeah, which they're good and bad. Is, I'm yeah, not gonna, yeah. We're not just going to, you know, 
what's what's that term? We're not just going to paint them all with the same brush. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. great PTs out there. They've got usually with like their own facilities and stuff. Oh, I mean, don't paint yeah. them all the same brush. Yeah, there's bad practice, a good practice, but I'd imagine you're right there. Yeah, they mean like yeah. go get a PT, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, someone from a professional, I'll tell you what, I've got a bit of a sub sort of question off the back of that one. How would you look for a good personal trainer or a good coach? I'm kind of more directing this towards you because obviously you're from that profession. So if you're, you know, you've got no sporting background mm. and you want to find yourself, you know, someone who's not just going to take you for a ride for £120 an hour or whatever they're charging right. out these days. Well, price, sort of price is for? relevant because you don't pay for cheap PTs. No. Like you should be paying something. You should be paying a fair little whack for their hour because they should value their own time and you should be thinking, right, I'm getting something out of this. And you'll enjoy it better if you know you're paying for the right service. Yeah, but and take it more serious. Take you will do. Yeah, taking for a ride is value for money. So you've paid a lot and you're not getting anything out of it. How do you find a great personal trainer or coach? Um, Ask, look at the people that you want to be like. Message them. Look and look. <laughs> message them and say like, how, what's your approach? Do you think they'd fit with you? But I think the main thing would be look at their results. Yeah, results be and not like Instagram results. Like speak to people. They were so like you know, ask the right questions. How did you feel being trained by them? Um, did you get good value? Did you hit your goals? Yeah. Did they have good conversations? Did they ask the right questions of you in training? So, results would be the main thing because we're it's goal driven, isn't it? You don't pay just to have a little yeah. bit of a session. You you train and you pay over an amount of time to hit your goals. Yeah. So, did they get results? Um, meet with them and message them because it's a it's two way. It's a relationship. It's a yeah. a coach athletes a coach um client relationship so speak to them speak speak around and look for the right people with the best results definitely good next question then cool That's pretty good answered nicely thank next you Chris. question um so from spendy what is the key to recovering from an injury Ooh. i like that one don't ask me because I don't recover from injuries. Yeah, <laughs> Kira's like uh, keep them, keep them for as long keep, as possible. Keep them forever. Well, what, what? Hang on, what was it we were doing earlier? If you've got an injury, maybe you haven't got an injury. Oh yeah, <laughs> gonna work, don't gonna work. <laughs> if you've got an injury, <laughs> keep playing, keep trying. You got duct tape, you got ibuprofen, you're fine. Yeah. There's nothing that duct tape cannot solve. Tape your legs together, <laughs> and if it can't solve it, it's not worth solving. <laughs> So, is that another product placement for today? Yeah, this is no way sponsored by duct tape <laughs> or ibuprofen at any kind. You, um, we were talking about injury before, yeah. and you were saying you start off by saying mindset. Yeah, first thing you need to do is get your head right before you even think about starting the recovery process. Yeah, such a good point. Because if you're not in the right mindset, you're either going to go too fast, too quick, injure yourself worse, or pick up new injuries by you know trying to offset whatever it is, um, or you're just going to go in just kind of be really disheartened with where you are. Mm. So you need to make sure you're in that mindset. It's like, right, I'm in this recovery phase Acceptance now. Acceptance yeah. is the main thing. Go I'll talk in. about it in a sec. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because I'm, I'm kind of in that at the moment. So I'm kind of in the mindset where I keep having a few days where I'm like, you know, I feel better. I get back into the gym. I do yeah. something. I'm really struggling with my right leg at the moment. I've got something going on with my knee. I've got something going on with my calf. I have a few good days. And I'm like, yeah, I can get back into it. And then I do something ridiculous. Like, and I don't know what you mean, like, training-wise. Um, I was talking to you the other day, wasn't I? And I walked into the garage. I misstepped and pulled my calf yeah. again. And mm. I was like... And then you can't help but get frustrated because you, you're making such great progress with your training. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden you're like, well, okay, that's now going to put me back yeah, six look, weeks. Yeah. But I think 
you know, it's hard to say because I'm obviously speaking from my own experience and I know I don't do it, but you just have to give yourself time. I think time mm, is yeah. one of the key things to recovery is don't put too much pressure on yourself and let yourself recover. Yeah. yeah. And it's easier said than done because oh, a lot of my... Um, so easy. A lot of my triggers for like panic attacks is injuries. So I've got nerve damage in my left foot. Mm. I broke it doing a triathlon years ago and did a triathlon on it. So it's just all messed up. And, you know, if I get a bit of inflammation, pressure on the nerve, I'm on crutches for, you know, and it's usually annually. Um, and times you don't want it to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or usually around times, you know. Being on holiday. Yeah. Usually <laughs> just about to get into holiday season and I'm on crutches, but, you know, whatever. But it's, it's that, you know, you're beating yourself up. Like, you know, I was in the gym yesterday doing a 200 kilo deadlift and I took the bin out and now I'm knackered because I, mm. I, my, my foot landed on a rock. And yeah, at a funny angle, just moved a little bit. Yeah, or well, like the paving wasn't quite straight, so my foot just <laughs> and now I'm bedridden for three months and on crutches. Right. Know, it's just you need to get out of your headset that you know it's not, it's not always perfect. It's, it's you know it's life. You yeah. can say okay, that's what's happened. You know. Also, it's probably more relevant to like us who have got like train like quite hard with obviously weight training, and yeah. it's relevant to maybe game sports or wrestling. Hey. Yeah, hey. yeah. I mean, we'll is talk there... about wrestling in a second because I think there's a slightly different approach to that one. But... Yeah, you can jump <laughs> yeah. in with wrestling for injuries, but I think so. I was watching another podcast uh, like a week or so ago, and he's cheating on us. It was um, the good, the bad, and the rugby. Oh, <laughs> and it was there was awesome. And uh, so Dylan Hartley was on there, ex England captain, and he yeah. said, um, so he was talking about injury and when you feel a bit beat down, and he called it, it's the pact you make with the game. So it's like, yeah. sort of, or it's like, well, it's in the handshake. So. You're going to get injured. You're, so let's say it's rugby. You know, it's a um, avoidance sport with a lot of heavy collisions and <laughs> or weight weight training. It's um, a weight training. You, you're going to pick up injuries. You're going to be pushing yourself. Pushing yourself. Yeah. And pushing yourself. It depends push, on what the injury is. <laughs> you're going to be pushing yourself daily. <laughs> totally messed this up. And um, you, you're not going to be quite as recovered every single session and injuries happen. So you've just got to yeah. accept it. First of all, you're in the game, you're in the sport that where you're going to get injured time to time. So accept that first off. And then a useful, really useful bit of advice is just build back slow, take your yeah. medicine, build back slow and yeah. speak to the right people. Cause I, I don't know if they're about injuries and it's not just about, Oh, oh if you go slow, it'll be fine. You know, yeah. speak to the right people, get some advice as well. The only people you get going into a gym limping or on crutches going to squat it's like you can't even walk yet yeah you're in there way too soon ignorance mm. yeah i mean i appreciate the hustle but you know pull it back a bit how about work on that rubbish bench you've got me yeah. you're gonna <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, like, you're gonna like, hold on to yeah. those crutches a lot yeah. yeah i think like we were saying about um sports obviously something i can chime in on is wrestling and getting injured in wrestling um i think the biggest problem with that is being able to accept that you're gonna have to give time to an injury because with them it's kind of out of sight out of mind mm. so if you know if you're making good headway in in the UK, you know, well, anywhere, and you're getting promoted on different places and then all of a sudden you get injured and, you know, that's you're out for six weeks, then they kind of got that attitude of, well, if I don't perform, yeah. I'm never going to get back in with these companies. And I can, and I'm telling you now that some of these guys are working for months on end, if, if not years on end, to get into one business. Right. And then for them to jeopardise that because they've got an injury, they kind of look at it and go, well, I'll just work through it. Yeah. But I, I think the best thing for that is to just say, look, I need to think of the long game. So do I want a, you know, a short, maybe a good career, but it might be short because I've, you know, I've had a shoulder injury, I've not really had it looked at. Yeah. 
Or do I go for the long game where I say, actually, yeah. I'm going to get this sorted now. Bump card. Yeah, I'm going I'm to get this sorted now and then that will give me an extra four or five years on my career and I don't have to. And yeah. I mean, there's not one wrestler I've ever met who hasn't had something serious they've worked through instead of getting it treated and that's myself right. included. So yeah. yeah, exactly. I definitely think the attitude of that needs to change a little bit but I also understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So, sub question, if you were to go back, would you uh, would you space out your bump card a bit more? Take a bit less? Because I know they say about paying your dues for Chris. <laughs> bump, bump card's like, they say every wrestler has a certain amount of bumps I in their sort career. Of, I sort of yeah. got it, yeah. So you have a certain amount of bumps you can hit in your career and then you're done. Uh, unless you're Ric Flair. And then, so yeah, would you would you go back and like take less and think about extending that? Or you would you do it differently, really? Um, yes. Yeah. No, I would. I would. I think if I went back, I would definitely look at it more as a story-based activity instead of a performance-based activity. Yeah. So rather than going out there and thinking I have to wow the crowd with my moves, I'd rather do it with God, the storytelling. So, and all the high spots. I know. But if you're a small guy, there's not a big place for you not doing high no, spots. But now, but, in hindsight, looking at the how it is now, yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think I probably would space up. But that's so hard to tell a young, yeah, inexperienced wrestler. It'd be like, you know, do you know what? Don't bump that much. Don't yeah. do that that much. Don't do this that much. Yeah. Because A, they're excited. B, they're performing. And C, they're trying to impress. And that's very hard to be thinking, well, I need to pull this back a little bit. But not every match can be a five-star match. No. And that's the best way of thinking about it. You're yeah. not always going to go out there. And you shouldn't always go out there and have a five-star match. No. Because your place on that card determines really what sort of match you should be having. If you're going out there and having a main event in the first one, then everyone's got to try and follow you. It's yeah. not going to work. So Sometimes be kind. And if you're an opener, wrestle an opener. <laughs> yeah, which I, you know, I learned that lesson the hard way, basically. I, I had a, what I would have classed, well, I wouldn't even class it as a main event, but I had a, what I thought was a good match. Yeah, yeah. And then I got grilled when I went backstage. It was like, what are you doing? Like, that, that's not, you were an opener. Like, how are we all yeah. meant to now follow that? You don't think of that when you're younger. You want to go out and... To be fair, I wasn't even that young. Oh. I should have known better. Okay. So it was on me, but... It's on you then. So basically, in a, on a card of wrestling, what they would do is they would put matches Same in Same as order. boxing. Yeah, you're not going to... Yeah, you wouldn't have Mike Tyson few, on few, first. A few eight-rounders, move up, area title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't, you can't go um, pretty okay if you start us to get people interested. You can kind of fall off a little bit. Then you're going to go better when you come back after your intermission. Fall off a little bit more, and then you're going to come back with a main event that's going to drag everybody into it. Okay. So that's kind of the way it looks at that. But yeah, I would definitely be a bit smart with it. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't go back, but definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone else really, thinks I'm going to come back, I really thought happen. you were going to say you left at a good time. And that was, that was like the moment. I was like, good I for left you. at a bad time. A oh, very bad time. Yeah. Oh, right. Other podcast. It's like, it's like different no, podcast. No, you were injured, beat up, left, and then you had WWE UK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, And one of the guys that I helped train um, and gave advice to go somewhere else and get trained by somebody else, uh, he actually ended up on that tournament as well. So, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> not saying I'd have ended up on that tournament because there's some really good guys out there, but yeah, yeah. I definitely left at the wrong time. All right. Definitely. I didn't know that. Next question is from Rob. Nice one. Hello, Rob. Um, he says, how has lockdown and this year affected your short-term and long-term goals and motivation? That's a very good question. Short-term goals is pretty obvious. I didn't train for 17 weeks because I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. 
weren't allowed. And uh, yeah, got really. Oh, I was like starting to get to a point where I was like, oh, I'm getting sick of this. <coughs> when a gym's going to open, or what? What are the opportunities out there for me to go and train? I was like messaging people I knew that had facilities or had gyms, yeah. and. <laughs> trying to sleep on someone's couch, you were yes, yeah. uh, but yeah, <laughs> I told you he was only here for the gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was sort of like actually, no, we were, we were talking like texting, being mates the whole time. Anyway, um, so it, but I accepted it was just a setback. That problem's not going to be forever. We will contain the virus. We, we, we will. It will get better. In terms of long term, I don't think it's changed yeah. anything because, and I actually think there'll probably be upsets. Well, what's, no, what was I trying to say? Um, there'll be setbacks, sorry. Yeah, yeah. In the future, that's going to hold me back a few weeks. Yeah. Or maybe a, maybe a couple of months from certain things that happen. Maybe I've got to go somewhere. Maybe I've got to hold back from training. Maybe like a, maybe deload Injury. and stuff. Injury could happen. Not that we ever want to think about that. Oh, <laughs> after jinxing yourself yesterday. Jinxed myself the other day, didn't I? Yeah. Um, I'm not injured, but could have been. Uh <laughs> So I, I'll accept how I like that, to leave the gym. I'll accept that goals I've got for my late 30s and like, I don't know, when I'm like 40 and over, I don't think that COVID really affected them at all. I don't think it's going to change it. I'm going to get there no matter what. And a few weeks here and there aren't going to change too much in terms of your long-term goals. Yeah. So long-term, not too much, to be honest. No. So what are your long-term goals? If you don't mind sharing them with everybody in the world, all five listeners, uh, which four of them I've are in I've got numbers I want to hit, <laughs> probably... And I've got certain times I want to hit them in, but it's like late 30s, I want to have some real good numbers on the platform. Are you uh, going to share those numbers? You no, because you guys know them, but I'll, no, 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 <laughs> maybe, no, no. maybe another time. I think maybe you should put it out into the universe, and then once you said it, right. you've got to do it. You know, like if you uh, get a notepad... And are we talking like lifetime goals, or are we talking just... Well, I don't, th- I don't want to sort of think yeah, I'll be lifting anything. lifetime just numbers into my 40s, so I've tried, yeah. I'm hoping to try to hit this before I'm sort of like maybe late 30s, 40, but 300 kilo squat on the platform. Um... I want to be and I've got day. some bench goals and deadlift goals is kind of irrelevant. It's just the 300 squat I really want to hit and then just the total to keep going up. And I'll probably be much heavier by then, but I'm around 100 kilos now. Um, undecided whether I want to then go back to powerlifting as a 93 or a 105 because I kind of like just thinking you're going to hit your best numbers the heavier you are. So undecided weight classes, but 300 kilos on the platform. Yeah. Really like it's my so main drive. 700 plus total. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be yeah around there, wouldn't it? So when you say uh, sorry, when you say on the platform, seven hundred is a big milestone, eh? It is, yeah. When you say on the platform, do you mean in a competition? Yeah, man. Sorry, yeah. just for everyone listening at home. In a comp, you with basically judges. have essentially two numbers, right? You have your gym numbers, so what you've hit in the gym. It really, it really depends. I mean, and if, you, if, if, if I think that you're a good lifter and you know it's like you've competed and stuff, I'm not going to go. Oh, it wasn't in a comp. Like lifting's lifting, yeah. but I really prefer for like my own goals to say you know you've done it in a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. In the right federations. <laughs> yeah. anyway that's definitely a podcast for a different day i suppose it is yeah um what about you scott well from, like, we were talking about this a little while ago it's like it depends what your um what you classify as long-term goals yeah you're saying yeah Cause you, some people have three-year plans five-year plans lifetime goals um short so short term like yeah you know same same as chris you know couldn't really train um i got very good on the air bike, because I sold my kit just before oh. lockdown. Mm. Yeah, you did, because I was going to have some of it off you, weren't it? Yeah, I messaged yeah. you and you were like, no, it's gone now. I was like, yeah, I sold it. Um, but yeah, I had an air bike and I had a pair of dumbbells and I did a lot of show mobility stuff and air bike. And I was like, oh, this will do for now. And then, you know, once lockdown started to lighten up and we were able to train, it was good to just, you know, get in with you guys, do some proper, 
lifting, you know, just pig iron lifting, you know, yeah, man. loading a bar and picking it up in somewhere or another. Keeping it simple. It's, it's good to reflect and just go back to yeah, what yeah. we like doing. But, um, yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't know. It, it kind of, uh, it threw me off mentally because I'm working from home and I'm, I am a man of routine. Yeah. I, you know, I'm... I like to have things set in order. <laughs> but being an introvert, though, working at home must have been like, once you got settled into that, almost a bit better than being at work, surely. I don't see. That's that's strange. I thought it would be like that, but I, I do. I mean, I like to be around people. I just don't like to be spoke to. Okay. <laughs> I like to yeah, be yeah. the old man in the park feeding the ducks. I'm glad you clarified that one. <laughs> <laughs> not in a coat and not near playgrounds. You like you like you like atmosphere. You like atmosphere. Clarified enough. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks I am an atmosphere. Yeah, clear exactly. enough. I I I'm I, you know I like to travel with me and my partner. Um, but I like to travel in small groups. Don't like, you know, more than four. I'm like, yeah, this is too much for me. There's too many minds in one room. All the other people are just droids, right? They don't have lives and feelings outside of this and have an existential crisis. <laughs> you know you know that they're woke and the rest are in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, work from home, it, you know, it's, it's just hard to adjust because I'm so set in my routine of, you know, getting up and doing the breakfast cardio routine and going to work and going to the gym and... House, you know, just stuff day to day adulting. Maybe a bit too much freedom with working from home. That's what people sort of yeah. struggle with. Is and with that freedom, much. I just spent time feeling more anxious. Yeah. Because I had nothing to fill the gap. Fill that void. Spending a bit more time in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but long long term, not much has changed because you know, I've you kind of set vague, realistic goals. Like in my life, I want to hit a marathon. I want to do another try. I want to do a big swim. I don't know what big swim, but I want to do a big swim, like over 10K. I hear swimming around Britain's quite good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I have got the, the mass for it, you know. Look like a walrus just dropping around the outside of the UK. But um, And I've got a beard for the jellyfish already. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't I don't think I'll be doing anything like that. Although I'm a big fan of Ross, Ross Edgley, Sean Conway. If no one knows who Sean Conway is, he did the first uh, GB triathlon. So oh, John O'Groats nice. to Land's End, he swam it, John O'Groats to Land's End, and he cycled it, and then he ran it. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. Um, he's got a very, very good book. Uh, shout out to him, because he's, he's a great lad. But, uh, yeah, I have little goals we'll like that, on. and then I have my, my lifting goals, I have micro goals. Like, right now is 140 bench to be able to squat plates again properly. <laughs> yeah, because your knee's giving you some jip, but you'll get past yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like those little things, and that's, that's also part of the, goes back to the recovery question, you know, it's like, I could chuck on 140 and hit a couple of singles, but it's not going to help me in the long run. No. So slowly doing that sort of high, not high, is it high volume? High, loads of reps, loads of reps, loads of sets. High volume, yeah. A lot, lot of uh, low weight stuff and then just building it over time. So, yeah. That's it Patience and keep going, man. Yeah. Sorry, what well, about your short and long, did you talk about short and <laughs> long term goals? Uh, short term changed, well, short term and long term changed, I suppose. Well, no, not suppose. Well, definitely, a lot changed yeah. for you because you sort yeah, of like yeah. got your gym going. Definitely. So the the gym started in the um, yeah. So the gym shot started. Well, I started lifting in quarantine because there really wasn't anything else to do. It was, you know, you can only stay around your house. Like you, you can only sort of go for like a mile walk, and other than that, stay in your house. I didn't want to go out anyway, as in I didn't want to go shopping because yeah. it was not a nice, nice experience. So that was as less as that as possible, and then what? <laughs> What's so funny about stay that home, don't go stay at home. Yeah, that one, stay at home, don't stay at home. If you can work from home, go to work. That was it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so and for me... For, for Just for time 
sakes, so everyone knows we might be entering into second lockdown. So yeah, so um, um, that's, this podcast may change slightly, but we'll we'll come across that bridge when we have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, it was just kind of like eat and train. That was it, and that kind of then got a little bit more of like actually, this has kind of changed my feelings towards fitness in general, yeah. as in how much it really helped me out. Um, and then long time goals, this was born. Yeah. So where uh, the podcast was born from that, and um, what I really want to do, and the whole reason behind this is trying to sort of build a community for everybody who's you know might not be into fitness massively. You might just really want to be getting into fitness, or you enjoy it a little bit, but you're not quite sure what you want from it. And hopefully this helps out and this, you know, answers some questions for people yeah. and they've got a place they can come where they don't feel like they're being judged and they can ask whatever questions they want to. Um, and that's, you know, it's kind of made me feel a bit more like what I want to do is give back to people rather than just doing, you know, something for the sake of doing it. I want to be able to help people and, you know, draw yeah. more people in. That's kind you of did it, man. It's been for. awesome. You're doing it. Yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah, there's a round of applause yeah. for those who don't have headphones on. <laughs> I could hear, still hear it. <laughs> Through mine. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to be deaf at the end of this, and my uh, goals might change slightly. Yeah. At least lift and be really quiet for you. Yeah, we all shout up, up. And... <laughs> this is relaxing. Left for me. <laughs> okay, here's one. Uh, favourite song lyric or favourite movie line that gets you pumped up? Oh, my God. Oh, <gasps> You know, I, uh, yeah, I to, mean, to, spoilers, a bit of uh, behind the curtains, you know, breaking kayfabe. We have spoke about this. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we I did mean, try. And did I didn't even to, think about to it. Do, to do it justice, <laughs> we actually looked at that one and t- because yeah, it's like, too oh, difficult to think of it. Yeah, you can't just think of it, but I did not look into it. I can't, right, I can't say lyric-wise. Lyric's impossible. There was a song that I kind of thought, as soon as the kind of intro starts, you get a little bit more pumped, and that was um, Fight Music. Is it uh, uh, Eminem? Eminem, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, well, D12, I'm getting shouted at by the sound guy. Well, he's not shouting. He's like whisper oh, shouting. he's decided to join in all of a sudden. <laughs> so just, uh... <laughs> he's finally woke up. Yeah. Uh, half of this podcast probably hasn't recorded, but you know. Hey, well, he's the, he's the reason we're all here again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fight music. Um, then you've got the line from Predator. I ain't got time to bleed, which I thought was quite I a cool one. Yeah. Right, Kira's done his movie quote already. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm taking that, so uh, you can be quiet over there, Mr. Soundman. One one that we always say in the gym is, like, you know, when s- someone says something like, oh, I don't want to do that one. It's like, it's like and that's why no one will remember your name. Oh, the Troy. Oh, oh, Troy, right. yeah. You know, you've nailed it. That's <laughs> such a good one. That's such a good one. What do you think? We think, oh, just maybe lower the percentage or when, well not that we'd ever do RPE yeah. but um, or, oh, I'm not really feeling it today yeah, yeah. Oh, no one's going to remember your I name I don't really do glute ham raises that's why no one will remember your name <laughs> <laughs> do you know what there's so many great fitness memes on that one it was like when oh, you take yeah. two scoops of pre-workout and it's like I can't believe you do that that's why no one will remember yeah. your name <laughs> yes uh, I did have a little think and we spoke about it a little bit but uh, there's a great one and no one really knows it so everyone thinks of Gladiator there's some all unbelievable oh, quotes yeah. but there is one right at the beginning when they're the Romans are facing the Germanians and you see Quintus quite arrogant he's like a Praetorian like a guard isn't he or yeah, like a yeah. bodyguard of Maximus and you think he says something quite arrogant oh they, they should know when they're conquered and Maximus being like the unbelievable leader in general he says would you would I? As in, like, we wouldn't know we're conquered. Yeah. So that's why we're still going to go battle with them. So we had, like, a respect for them, even though they're just these, yeah. like, berserker Germanians that were mad. He was like, well, I'm going to respect them and go and kill them. 
Yeah. So that's quite good. It's quite a good line. You, that's, you, you could think about training him, but I just like how you ended it. Just he's going to go and kill him. That's what he did. He went and killed them. Yeah. Did you see the film? Or but what? respectfully. Yeah. Have, yeah. yeah. Respectfully. <laughs> Quickly, yeah. like a Roman would. Like yeah. Sorry. Killed. And then for you said about Fight Club, one that gets me going. Uh, Halo, not by Beyonce, by Soil. It's just the best <laughs> opening to like a metal song. I'm just like, oh, this is so good. I do. Is, like that isn't song. the lyrics like a love song though? Could be, but it's just them I screaming the heads I, off. I will soul you, soul you, wrap my arms around you, or something. Mm. Might be a like anaconda squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Natalie Brady? You turned like one of my lifted songs into a love song. Thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, you could take that. You could take so many lines from Natalie Brady. I don't know. So you want to make a name for yourself, horse face? <laughs> don't know what oh, you're going on about. You've never seen Natural Libre? So Jack Black? Jack yeah. Black, yeah. No. Oh, mate. What? You mate, love Jack mate, Black? Mate, mate. Oh, geez. Unbelievable. Oh, I'll have to lend you the DVD. You'll have to watch it. Shout out to Jables. Thank you for existing and being a lovely human being. Let's get him on. Thank you. Let's get him on. Oh, Life complete. Can you imagine? Oh. Can we add that it's to like the long-term Black. goals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did your long-term goals change? Oh, I want Jack Black on my podcast. Yeah, so um, Jack Black, if you are currently watching this podcast <laughs> for some bizarre reason that you may have stumbled across it, if you would like to come on, that would complete most of our long-term goals. <laughs> if you opened if you opened Kieran's mail to you when he sends you iPads with our podcast playing, <laughs> please come on down. I just love watching his Instagram lately where it's just him diving into a pool. That's oh, it. it's so it. good. Yeah, and he Amazing. does that like kind of around the world. Um, yeah, he's got the uh, 360 it, camera, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so good. Yeah. So good. That's a bit off topic. But as well as his unbelievable talent and yeah. genius. Oh, yeah. Hit us up, Jack. Hit us up. Sorry, I'll call you Mr. Black. is a bit more polite, isn't it? <laughs> call you here, Jack. Best, uh, so, uh, what's the last one or next one? Lad, we've got five left. We've got a few, oh. we've got a few yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any hobbies outside of lifting, fitness, or sport type? Uh, yeah, I game actually. I game a lot. It's more of a social side of things, though. Oh yeah, you I don't. Um, got your buddies. I'm definitely not very good at it. The sound guy will definitely yeah, <laughs> support that one, but I enjoy it for the social. And again, that was another thing. Got us through quarantine. We used to get on the PSN, put Call of Duty on. We'd have the old FaceTime up so we could all chat to each other at the same time, have a drink. We made a <laughs> drinking game out of it, which was brilliant. Um, nice ones are good. But yeah, that that's kind of it, really. I mean, I'm not massively into anything else i don't really have time for anything else mm. especially now we've got the podcast we're I, training it's we i did have quite a bit of time you know over lockdown uh, so when golf was up and running again <laughs> we all did chris yeah when golf was up and running again uh well i sort of i've been playing it again for the last like couple of years so i do play golf um yeah. really do enjoy it uh it's about really quite a bit of reading nothing to yeah you nothing do read a lot don't yeah quite what a bit are you reading, reading at the moment yeah um, just finished uh Wacko's book, didn't I you? I finished Jocko Winglink's... Jocko, Jocko. Winlink. Yeah, Jocko. Uh, Wacko. Wacko. Well, he's just he's, a mad He's quite wacky. So wacky he's yeah. <laughs> with his compound bow, yeah. ripping things, just <laughs> shooting them. Uh, yeah, he's ex-Marine. I'm with falling uh, into a Joe Rogan podcast. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> Leif. So when did you last do MDT? Leif MD, Babin. MDT. DMT. DMT. DMDT. When was the last time you did MDT? I haven't done it, Kieran. Stop being Joe Rogan. Um, I'm not so the one talking about compound Jocko, Jocko Willink and uh, another of his SEAL buddies, they're like Navy SEALs. And uh, I've never been too into military books, but his is awesome. It's called Extreme yeah. Ownership. It's a book about leadership. So it talks about his examples being in like, I suppose you call it, occupied Afghanistan and trying to liberate that in the Afghanistan war. They match that up with 
leadership lessons and then what they've brought to businesses as well. It's just like awesome book. Yeah. And I'm rereading it's, a couple of um, strength you, books. But just I, I'm not into military books, but his does sound interesting. They're very good. I've had little snippets of the audiobook on like YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, he's Just, good. Just uh, nailed it. Get Jocko on. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's, he's awesome. No, I'll, I'll pee myself. I'll be so terrified. Terrifying. It's a terrifying man. That's the thing. He's not. That's the thing about the book and about yeah. when I've when I seen him on Rogan. Um, and the reason I got the book was that you think it's going to be uber mensch seal training, yeah. do or die. But the lessons and how he approaches it and the softness yeah. of the their it leadership comes across styles, really well. It's leadership. It's not just like brutal leaning from the front. That it's how they think about things is brilliant. Yeah, and like there's awesome lessons. I might, or maybe we'll talk about it more. Yeah, like quite interesting. Stuff. There's yeah, some, yeah. some really great points in the book. That's what I've just read. Uh, reading a couple of strength books as well. But do you read anything else? Like as in any kind of genres that aren't sort of autobiographies yeah, or leaders? No, I don't read autobiographies. I have read uh, Steve Jobs's. That's quite good. Quite about good one to read. Fiction. No, I don't really read fiction. Just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have things I read. It's just, if I no. get, just like, get it something I want to read, I'll just have a little read of it. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So, a lot of the time, training and something useful for me, I wouldn't, that's probably why I don't read a lot of fiction. Like, something more useful would be better. So, yeah, reading, bit of golf. <laughs> so, self improvement in golf? Yeah, self improvement and then self um, flagellation. Flagellation <laughs> is golf. Atonement <laughs> is golf, yeah. I did want to know what you were going to say. <laughs> oh, it's like, beat, it's like, I thought you were going to say self-flatulations. Flatulations, it's like a, it's essentially like abusing yourself. Yeah. That's what golf is kind of like. That was my metaphor, everyone. Thanks. Four days in the gym, I thought that's what that was for. Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> that's right. trying, we're trying to get better, man. Trying to get better doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's still a bit of self-punishment, isn't it? Outside you? the gym? Oh, yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I me. collect useless talents. So I've, I've got oh yeah, you're circus strongman, <laughs> yeah. freak show. I do stuff. I've done freak show stuff. I play a lot of instruments. Uh, I was the only person in like the Northamptonshire area that taught didgeridoo. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> as well, like, I, I, why did know. I do that? I didn't know you did that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've taught other instruments. You taught guitar. Yeah, yeah. Bass, guitar, and drums. I, you know, I've got um, like certain level of certificates. Because you I are, I can't remember what they are. You are an awesome bassist. About seven years. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, you won. Comp- you win a competition for bass, or um, win in a competition for bass. Or? Yeah, yeah. I came, I came uh, third in a Nam competition <laughs> for for bass. That's, is that like AMRAP but guitar? <laughs> it was just like you just do like a little solo over a track, but it's like improvised and stuff like that. And the give it was. I mean, it was bullshit. Now looking back on it as an adult, as a kid, as a young, I was like, yeah, oh, sounds, sounds fun. Me, I'm fucking wicked. Uh, no, sounds like, fun. But it was good. Yeah, but um, yeah, circus strongman stuff. I'm into that. Tarot cards, phone books. Nailing stuff into my face. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's let's draw a line on that one. <laughs> Spitting fire. Okay, so nailing stuff into your face. Yes, yeah, so you get a nail. You, you usually lube it up as you do. Safety kids, put the <laughs> put the nail in your nose. And yeah, you like, can we just stop him a second? What we're going to just say is, don't, don't do, do this don't at, try home at home, no, at all in don't any way, this. shape, or form, unless you really want to. <laughs> so I'll bring it. I'll bring it back to wrestling. I wrestled as a clown. You did wrestle as a clown. I wasn't <laughs> the best. I was not a good wrestler. You know what? The one thing I will say about you is that you do not do anything in half measures. 
No, that's not true. At all all you or get nothing guy. So lost in whatever it is you're doing at the time, you become like a mini expert in every little genre that you get yourself involved with. Yeah, Even really when cool. you were playing the character, of, you're like a method actor for <laughs> everything you you pick up. So if you like, oh, I like this coffee, then you become like Daniel Lewis. Yeah, you become like a method barista. Where you just there, like. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah, just yeah, know everything coffee. about coffee. Yeah, and then you exactly. yeah. ask him about but something else, he'll just know everything. had a great coffee in he's London. Not always, <laughs> sometimes he is, but he's not always Wikipedia smart. Sometimes he goes deep and knowledgeable about Mate, stuff. When he become, it was Cosmo, right? That was what you... Co- you Cosmo the Clown, Cosmo yeah. the Clown, right? He literally become a clown. Like, like he the sadness learned, afterwards. And the he learned how to make balloon makeup. animals. Yeah. I didn't know how to juggle, I had to learn how to juggle. Juggling with things, <laughs> he starts riding around on a tiny little bike. Like he's yeah. like a method actor when it comes to shit like that. He just yeah. drops himself into the character. When he turned it. into a hipster, but he went full hipster. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's still he's not going. out of that phase yet. No, that's still. <laughs> that still usually, usually triggers him though. My, my really, hipster's starting to turn into like uh, lifter, like, like hippie. Like it's hippie. just hip, hipsters going. It's like I'm not going to buy fancy shoes anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to wear shoes. <laughs> Why do I need shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I going to have avocado toast? I'm just going to make my own bread from bird seeds, right? Avocado? Avocado toast. <laughs> I thought you were still on the shoe subject. <laughs> Why wear shoes when you, you can wear avocado toast? I thought you were going to say avocado toast. Yeah, but sometimes toast. you're like, you, you, you've just said you've went like hipster, hippie, but then sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just going to be Scott. So it went, it went from hipster to like avocado and toast, hippie, and just raw avocados. And you're, you're just, now you're just like, uh, eggs now. <laughs> just just meat and eggs for, no, just meat, for lifting. Meat and eggs, just nice and easy. But when I went wrestled, I was not a great wrestler. I could take a bump for a big guy. Well, that's not fair to say. I think when you were younger, you were young, a eh, yeah. to start with, um, and I think sometimes you forgot that less is more. Yeah. So you used to go out there and just you know over bump everything, and and you didn't need to. Yeah, I filled my bump card pretty quickly. Yeah, you really didn't need to, and I think. <laughs> I think it's unfair to say you weren't a good wrestler. I think you were just young, you Don't were green, you were uncomfortable. Four hundred pound, sixteen year old, and do jackknife bumps on your neck. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's not the uh, way we, to go. Like I thought, ah, oh, to get into shows, I'll just be the best at being a clown. So on a Sunday, I'd go to like like clown college, clown school, which was in Rushton, and they do like you know like walking in the hoops and like Cirque du Soleil style stuff in the bands, and they also done juggling like little acrobatics and stuff like that. Right. Because you even had weighted um, pins, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking like all out. Yeah. Like even had that a whole, cost- whole costume made. That is Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, then I got into the extreme stuff because I thought it'd be more fun. I used to balance lawnmower on my chin and let people throw cabbages in it. Balance, you know, BMXs and stuff like that. So the lawnmower was on? <laughs> lawnmower was on, plugged in. <laughs> the wire taped down the side. Um, I only have my records two cabbages because it gets t- scary after that. <laughs> How did you get past one just cabbage? Just like a flymo. I don't know. It just stayed up there. I was like, let's go for again. I bought like twelve though, thinking <laughs> thinking I'd be doing it for ages, and I was like, nope. Oh god, what's going on? Why did I never know that? I like, didn't know this. Why does he I do this? this. I, he I'm does this. Know does he? this. I have never ever. Heard those words come out of your mouth. I see if I can pull, uh, pull out. I'll, I'll give a. It was oh my god! Aaron Moss was there. Do it so again. I'll ask, Aaron's probably filmed it. He's probably got it. Oh, well, why am I not surprised? 
<laughs> dangerous thing. Aaron was there. Yeah, so he's probably got it on tape, so I'll see if I can get it off him. Oh, my God. I've never, no, <laughs> Old I'm video sure. camera, you know, trying to do jackass-style stuff, and I was like, I'm not doing any of the actual dangerous stuff. I'll do the fake dangerous stuff. <laughs> but the fake dangerous stuff, like balancing a lawnmower on your face while someone threw his cabbages out. Yeah, but I, I knew how to do it, and I was very confident and safe. You know. How can you be safe? I've done, I just done it for you, so what were you wearing? A safety hat? A pair no. of safety shoes? Some gloves? <laughs> I was wearing gloves. <laughs> wearing a safety hat. <laughs> How can you say? Talents on a lawnmower on your chin. Oh, no. Or someone throws cabbages at you. I had a crazy, safe. crazy teenage years. <laughs> yeah, so that's what Scott used to like, or still likes. Yeah. Well, now, now it's just reading. And uh, that's about it, really. Reading. Kind of travelling, so cooking. Old, old age has mellowed you out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Reading, travelling, cooking, that's about it. Yeah, so yeah. you're no longer, you know, like, knock things into your face or balance no, dangerous I've objects done it. on them. It's ticked off the list, right? Walking on fire, done it. Don't need to do that again. Laying back, on a bed of nails, done it. Don't back to, to the again. earlier question. Set yourself new goals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's hit his goals, he's kept lots of new ones. <laughs> I feel like all of ours was very boring in comparison to what he's just said. I've got to stop leaning back. I, I tried to yeah, <laughs> say mine quick, because I know Scott would have some interesting ones. Very, very, yeah. yeah. You don't live the life of an introvert, though. No, no. Like, you're like the opposite of an I mean, introvert. It's a spectrum, isn't it? And I think I'm... I like time alone. People take characteristics from both. There's yeah, really exactly. no such thing. There's probably no such thing. It's just like an I- set, it, of, set of ideas. That's it. All the introvert watchers have just left now. They're just like, oh, he's telling me it's not things. They've gone to go read. <laughs> Balance shit on their face. <laughs> so that's that's not introverts at all, is it? Just me. I don't think I'll. I don't think I'd ever do the lawnmower one again. I'll do other things, BMXs and stuff like that. Ones that won't cut me up because it is scary. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave that for another. Maybe you get some footage. So next question from uh, Danny Phoenix: Ketchup or brown sauce on your bacon roll? Great question. <laughs> Great question. Brown sauce. Great question. Mine's both. Yeah. Like, not, like, at the same time. Oh, but maybe. like, one week I might have... <laughs> it just depends on what mood I'm in. And it depends Ketchup's on... Ketchup's too sweet for bacon. Come on. It depends, it depends on, on what sauce it is as what well. What bacon like, is it? As in smoked, unsmoked? The brand. Because some real cheap brown sauces aren't nice. The cheap ones are... Some cheap ones are great. Oh. Do you ever get Daddy's brown sauce, put it on the roll, take a bite and go, oh, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just me. <laughs> He's back to sitting in the park again. <laughs> no, I used. Some... Haven't done that. But that's now how I'm going to break and roll now. <laughs> that's it. That's it You're never going to look at break and roll again the same way. Are you? You're looking at it going. I can't eat that. I just can't. I don't think anything can stop me eating bacon. No, I think I think if you're doing unsmoked bacon, it has to be brown sauce. But if it's smoked bacon, I'll do either or. Mine's just the mood I'm in. Sometimes I'll look at it. I'll go, yeah, brown sauce yeah. all day long. It's like, if I have a sausage sarnie, it's probably going to be brown sauce. Yeah. But I know we're not talking about sausage sarnies, but, you know, while we're on the subject of sarnies... So you yeah. you're, you two are both, or sorry, you two are either? Yeah, yes. either or. All right, okay. Either right. or, interchangeable. I can deal with that. Um, Thanks. <laughs> well, what would you have said if we just said tomorrow? We would have had a blazing row. <laughs> just got up and walked out. <laughs> so we've got three more left. This one's from uh, our boy Sam. Shout out to Sam. We'll get him on, right? Yes. Yeah. Get him he, on. He should be on. Not. I'm not going to say when, just in case it doesn't happen. Yeah, he, yeah. He'll be he'll on. Be he'll on be on a future podcast. At so some look out point. for that. See you soon, Sam. <laughs> so the question is: Your thoughts on equipped lifting? Mm. Chris, do you want to run down what equipped lifting is? <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'll do it in an unbiased way. And I think the reason I've said that is because there's like a lot of uh, back and forth between equipped and unequipped and then the extremes of equipped, which is like when you've got your multiply lifting. So I'll just try and give it a rundown. So when powerlifting was in its like infancy, when it was like sort of breaking away from weightlifting, it's its own sport then. So the squat, bench and deadlift sport. And I'm going to be not like if we compare powerlifting to weightlifting for a second, I'd even say weightlifting was the big brother sport because it's been around for oh, long. Yeah. It's been around for longer. It's got more yeah. of a following. It's in the Olympics. So it's what whether we agree, whether we agree, which is better. It's the big brother sport. It's been around for longer. But powerlifting, yeah. even though we lift more weight and we do like, you know, the more sort of simple lifts, it's uh, it's definitely behind weightlifting, I think. But it's so progressive. It's so cool. I literally love the sport to death. Um, so when it started 50s and 60s is when it started to really get big in the US, Europe and uh, the UK. Um, they would start to use some more supportive kit. So like the the singlet you'd wear for just for like on competition day, just so you can judge a bit better. They would start to get like a bit thicker, so you get a bit more compression. They would use a very light wrap around the knees, again for compression, longevity is what they wanted. And then they eventually that sort of become the sport. You were kind of equipped Early in the early yeah. days, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. But then these sort of mammoth, brutal, extreme versions of multiply. So the kit become very thick. They added yeah. the bench shirt, Making which suits a, out of seat belts, <laughs> pretty much. And the, the you, had a, you had a bench shirt as well that helped you bench, and that become like the multiply side of lifting. You get a bench shirt in equipped lifting as well, and that that extreme side went off, and they've got their own federations. They don't tend to. Drug test, if that's important to you. And the IPF, which I consider the main one, it's IOC recognised. And that's where the source, the sport is really building the greatest. They've got they've got equipped when you've got some slightly, well, it's quite heavily supportive stuff, but not as extreme as multiply. And then you've got the classic, which is just belt yeah, and your knees, belt and knee sleeves. What most what people sort of say raw, yeah, yeah, raw lifting. And it's what most people that lift in the gym would probably look at and go, oh, that looks like lifting. Because yeah. you've got your belt, you're just doing squats, bench, deadlift, nothing to support. If your belt helps you a little bit, you should be wearing a belt at all levels of lifting. You know, it keeps your core and back immensely strong. It will improve your strength more. Don't think of a belt as being, oh, it makes you, weak, back, which you make, makes you stronger. A, you're yeah. able to contract your muscles harder. That's what you want to do. Um, so what do I think? I lift classic. of all. That's all it's just spoke to me more. That's what I prefer to do. Uh, I wouldn't really go and watch or ever be interested in multiply. That's just me. I, that's not to take any with the respect because that was born from the early part of lifting when they used to use a little bit of supportive kit. And that's just the very base of the sport in its infancy, like I said earlier. So respect to them, respect to all lifters. Strong is strong, but I might just prefer classic lifting. Yeah. So just lifting raw in your T-shirt. Just, yeah, that's what I love doing. Just your T-shirt. Just T-shirt. In the park. <laughs> your belt on. Yeah, the t-shirt and belt. <laughs> what are you, so what's your thoughts? Well, from, from I... They're, I, they're the differences. Yeah. I prefer classic. So I, I don't like multiply lifting. I don't I don't find any sort of appeal in it. Like, it doesn't interest me. Right. Um, if, if I, if I want to watch, you know, forklifts pick up things, I'll, you know, I'll just put on, like, Go Discovery a... Channel or Extreme Builds or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... Um, Equip lifting, IPF, kind of what got me into powerlifting, you know, like Ed Cohn and stuff like that back yeah. in, the, you know, the original days. And then, you know, um, Carl Jungvar, you know, get, get, watching him lift, that kind of made me want to lift. Like from around eight to nine years ago? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. seven, eight years ago. Yeah, we started watching him a lot, didn't we? Yeah, and then and then from there it was just like getting. I couldn't afford gear. Like I couldn't afford to get like a a singlet and stuff like a a what do you call it? Bench uh, single play. You call single them suit, play, I think. like wraps and stuff like that. So I just lifted classic. Yeah, and really enjoyed it. Um, but if, as as a lifter, I think I prefer lifting classic. Yeah. Um, just because I don't like knee wraps, I don't like bench shirts. I don't. I think it's a bit much for me. But I love to go and watch it as a spectator with the IPF single play lifting. Yeah, I, I, I do quite love watching that. And again, massive respect because it's just the same part. It's like two sides of the same coin. I almost yeah. want to say with the IPF because you know it's still judged the same. Um, massive amount of lifters at every event. Um, maybe some of the local ones struggle with the equipped, but world level and European, it's huge. It's absolutely yeah, massive. Definitely. And European countries really love it, which is epic and great spectatorship. So it builds a sport, it builds a sport. It's, it's all good fun. And sitting there and watching Tony Cliff, you know, pull, what was it? Three, 360? 360 something. We 360 were, something. Uh, yeah, we're in awe that day. I mean, we're, we're so awful. pumped, you know. It's great to be like, yeah, it's watching just that from the sidelines, like, last. I get it. <laughs> He's brilliant. Yeah, I understand. They just want to lift that a little bit more and get like a bit more yeah. excitement. Yeah, it's good. Again, yeah. respect to the sport. Definitely. Cool. I mean, I don't really have much to say on it because I've you know, no experience in it whatsoever. So I don't really know what it's about. Or um, That's not to say I wouldn't give it a go. Just to say right. I've tried it. and Oh, know, definitely. Yeah, I'd gave give it, it a go. Gave it a chance. Um, but I don't know enough about it to want to be able to comment on it, no. really. Um, what does it... I mean, there's a lot of strongmen using, right? Do they like... So strongmen doesn't really... The, the rules, regulations are quite minimal, and even the, the top-level strongmen use yeah. that as a big criticism for the sport. You know, it's make, it causes a lot of aggro between judges, between lifters, yeah. across countries, across competition, whatever it might be. And, yeah, they don't have a lot of regulations, and I think because it is a massive spectacle, they want them to lift as much as possible, so they, they don't say, don't use this kit. And it's going to help yeah. injury a lot of the time, I think, as well. So I was just about to ask that. If you're sort of maybe think, a bit older or yeah, yeah, if you want to try yeah. and negate injury a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, we spoke about that the other, the other day in terms of um, lift that way if you want to lift. You know, it's not yeah. going to bother me. I've got past that whole, oh, I don't like that side. I, I just do my side of lifting. You know, past all that. Um, if you're an older guy or girl and maybe got a couple of injuries, lifting years, you know, what's the problem? Chuck your knee wraps on. Uh, maybe suit up if you're going to go do a comp and you're yeah. safer and you can keep lifting for years. What's wrong with that? Go yeah, do it. Exactly, yeah. So on the point of strongmen, um, yeah, there's not really a lot of regulations. They chuck all this kit on and that's how they lift generally. Yeah. That's what, from what I've seen. I think that's literally my only experience in it is watching right, you've seen you know, them wear that. strongmen wear it. But originally, I didn't know that's what they were wearing. Yeah. So yeah. until I got into weightlifting, I just thought, oh, they're wearing a singlet. Mm. Without getting into like, until we started going, well, my very first competition was actually a equipped competition. It wasn't a raw competition. Right. So when we done the PTS one, it was actually yeah. for equipped lifters. It was equipped, and they had like none of none of the uh, lower weights did any equipped lifting apart from one oh, guy. That's interesting. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Absolutely none of them apart from the older dude. He he wore the equipped stuff. I know who you mean. Yeah, he's a good lad. He is. Um, and then he was at my first comp as well. And then all the heavier guys did. So they pretty much all oh, wore his name. It was Jordan did, right? Because your brother competes in... I want to say he was raw in that comp. Am I, am I, have I missed it there? No, I don't think he was wearing the... Isn't it where he's orange? Talking about? My brother. Our first comp, he was raw. Yeah. But not the PTS one, I'm sure PTS, he was... PTS, was maybe, equipped. Maybe he's equipped. You yeah, helped, yeah you, I'm sure you helped him do his knee wraps. Right, okay, yeah, he was yeah. equipped for that one. I think I remember now. And that's kind of where I was like, oh, that's what they've been wearing. There's like, a different there's, side. There's, there's a difference. Like, yeah. Cool. It's yeah, a different so. sport. It is completely... You know, you, 
squat differently, you bench differently. There's different cues. Yeah. You walk differently. You walk differently. <laughs> it's a little bit like, uh, I sometimes say it's like kind of like rugby league and rugby union. Yeah. It's just good, different yeah. codes, different codes, same sport, yeah. really. Same goal in the end. General principle. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's the next question then? Thanks for that, Sam. We'll see you soon. Um, Get your opinion on lifting. I won't see you soon, but we'll hear you soon. So this one uh, is, how important is nutrition really? Uh, okay. I, Again, dep- I, we say it so much on this podcast, mm. but it is really dependent on your goals. Yeah. You know, if you want to be a very top athlete, then nutrition is probably one of the key things, if not the key thing in what you're trying to achieve. It's, it's absolutely massive. It's the of, the of that triangle of training, recovery, and diet. Of that triangle... Diet plays, you know, a massive part of it, and it's absolutely, it's just absolutely massive. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge part of it. You, I know myself. Uh, sometimes my diet's good. I eat, I eat a lot of really, really right. you know, balanced, good meals. Easy, <laughs> a lot Easy of now. lot of balanced meals. But again, like I don't plan. always track. Really, really poor. It is poor dedication for me sometimes when I don't track macros. But I try my best to get a good balance yeah. and track it as often as possible. But um. And those days when you get it literally bang on the right about the right macros, some good macro micronutrients, a good balance of meals, well timed uh, meals, good hydration. You feel like a different person. I feel like a different person. Yeah, yeah. You definitely. feel fifty percent better, let alone or oh, a little few percent. So if you're doing that all day and you're being consistent, you're being dedicated, and uh, over a long period of time, yeah, you'll hit your goals and you'll feel great while doing it. So yeah. diet is, is massive. Yeah. Definitely. But I, again, I don't think there can't be an argument against it. No, I, again, it's it's sort of goal-driven, isn't it? It's more, what's your goals at the end of the day? If, if you're not looking to be the world's top athlete, then nutrition's not going to yeah. play such a big factor in what you're doing. Be it, having good nutrition's never a bad thing. It's never yeah. going to be a bad thing. But you maybe don't have to be so strict with it. You don't have to be like, well, this is exactly how much protein I have to have, this is how much carb I have, yeah. and I'm never going off that. There's things to get... Right there, as a human being. There's bit. things to get yeah. right... But no one's saying you have to be stupidly strict because even the top yeah. athletes have got areas where they're probably a little bit looser because they don't want the daily stress of saying, I need to get this to the gram. I need to eat this yeah, at this exactly. time. They need like a bit of leeway because that's not how life is. That's not how athletics is. Yeah. And it's not how sport is to be perfect all the time. So you need to get things really right, but it doesn't have to be so perfect. But yeah, It's good that you said that because I think there's a lot of pressure for people who get themselves into diets early on. And that is their attitude. Yeah. It has to be 100% right. And then what happens is they go into a cycle, which I'm sure all of us have done at some point, which is I've had five good days where I've hit everything dead on. I've had one bad day or I've had one bad meal even, yeah. not even one bad day. And then it's almost I'm blown off for the weekend. Yeah, right. You know, I had one bad day. What does it matter? I'm going to eat what I want to and then I'm going to get back on track on Monday. Which is actually the worst thing to do because really you'd be better off just having that one bad meal yeah. and then getting yourself back on track. Just yeah, you've had People a bad have meal. People a bit of a silly thing. That's I'll fine. do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it Monday. Yeah, Monday mentality. When I've improved mm. diet or made changes, it tends to be right there and then. Yeah. Just but just do the changes. Do it. I think my my thought is nutrition. It does come down to the person. So if you if you eat processed foods, take a dinosaur smiley faces. You nutrition is very important for you because you need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not yeah. getting any. Yeah. But if you're someone that has, you know, a very varied diet, you know, lots of micro macronutrients, vegetables, well, whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna challenge your diet protocols. Whatever you decide to do, yeah. so maybe not vegetables, but carnivores. Su- but sustainable is good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you if you're struggling, 
in that aspect, then nutrition should be more important for you just to be a decent human being. Yeah. Like, feel... Not decent, like, you know, a good person, but, like, just to feel <laughs> as nice as you can. Just start using that in prison reform thing. Yeah. It's okay, mate. You're a bad person, but as soon as we give you a good nutrition, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're decent. <laughs> you're just hangry. You're fine. You're just hangry. <laughs> Don't worry about There's those too many turkey people you murdered. For you. <laughs> oh, turkey twizzlers. Oh, it's back, saying you know. some. You can make uh, yeah. them. You can, you can make them. But it's saying home. something when they ban turkey Twizzlers and it, like, how bad could they have been that they needed to get banned? If people want a turkey Twizzler healthy alternative, give me a shout and I'll. I'll Actually, I'll, I'll put you on Sophie because she's been moaning about the fact that turkey Twizzlers got banned. I, I could do that. So we said it's down to the person. So sort of. Yes. If, if, if it's poor diet, they need to f- focus on it. Yeah, exactly. But, but if they're doing okay and it's balanced, then yeah. If you're generally all right, you know you're eating what you need to eat and you know you get in and what you need to get in fair fair point yeah i suppose yeah. yeah that's a good point and i think as well if you're going to break it down a little bit you can just say sort of say you know if you've got you know a very high-end car and you run it on cheap fuel it's still going to run yeah it's just not going to perform as well as it should so you know that's kind of one way of looking at it is you can still run every day on a baddish diet yeah. you're not going to work to the best of your, your abilities Unless you nail in that kind of nutrition side of it. Yeah. Do we have any more questions? Uh, we have one more to finish Ooh. up. Unless you've got anything more to say. Looking at me a bit squinty there. I'm good. Good. Uh, I'd like so to get through them quick. This is... Um, I want to go home. No, I wouldn't say that. This is from Eddie. Ah. In your opinion, um, should there be an untested... Just shut it down. We're going to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for that. Should there be an untested Olympics? And if so, would you watch? Should there be an untested oh my Olympics? Goodness. It wouldn't be called the Olympics if it was untested. <laughs> they would not put their name to that. But should, should there, there be, be an, an alternative yeah. to the Olympics, should which is untested? Like super pyro, jack to get in Olympics, they call it. Uber mensch mutant throwing killing. Yeah. <laughs> Firework, bold eagle, because it's American based, obviously. <laughs> it was untested. <laughs> Bald Eagle Fire Machine Gun Olympics. <laughs> and that's how it actually gets started every free. time. <laughs> the flag. Uh, I have a very different view. You, I think, you are that you'd probably be different to me and Scott, yeah. yeah. Very, very different view. So I'll let you guys go first. Okay. Um, probably quite the boring <laughs> answer, but it's what I feel anyway. The extremes they're going to now, and I'm talking about uh, athletic teams I'm talking about like the leaders of sports in certain countries and I'm talking about pressures from the sport leaders of governments because I never say the government because it doesn't mean anything so the, the sport leaders and the people that are trying to push sports in certain countries the stuff they're doing now like selecting children based on testosterone levels giving uh, children doping sorry Doping children, giving them drugs, picking them at early early ages and making them do this while training. Um, the crazy lengths they're going to. You watched a good documentary on it, didn't you? You can. Oh, it was you actually Scott, pro- actually. Yeah. The, the you can probably talk about it, but yeah. the, the lengths they're going to, what they're putting in people, the pressure they're putting on people and the pressures these athletes are feeling, that would just get worse and worse and it would be ridiculous. I, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, don't think they should do it and I probably wouldn't watch it. No. I feel like if they did it, if there was just an un- untested, they could do whatever they want. I think the records would be very similar, but you'd have a lot more sick athletes because they just push. The, they and like, push it too much. That sim- that, like, let's take steroids for a really simple point. Steroids and what these athletes do. So let's take, uh, like I suppose wrestling and NFL would be a good example of that. They're known to have taken steroids at certain points in that sport's history, and afterwards they're really messed up. 
mentally yeah. and physically. Mentally being probably even worse because everyone gets beat up when they're older. These guys are just a bit more beat up, but mentally, you know, the left is wrecks. They don't feel the same as they did when they were on steroids. They have not got the testosterone to support that, their mood and their feeling good and everything yeah. that goes with a natural And then they, they turn level. to painkillers as well because... Yeah, they there's just other things they'll turn to, don't they? Because yeah. there's similarities with people that take recreational drugs and people take PEDs and the effects of afterwards of them being gateway drugs. Yep. Whatever. People say that, oh, gateway drugs, but... They exist, okay? So, like you literally said there about the painkillers afterwards, it happens, not to everyone, it's not like a golden rule, but it's going to happen and there's things that happen after people take these steroids because they want that feeling, they want the performance their whole life and they can't have it. Yeah. I think, like, the Olympics is Formula One and the Olympics without testing is NASCAR. <laughs> Fuck's watching NASCAR, right? Am I right, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like NASCAR, but then that's going to bring me on some well, there, there we go. <laughs> it battles with the Super Bowl for the most watched sporting event, isn't it? In, in the US. Indi- no, sorry, I'm wrong. That's IndyCar. I'm wrong there. Oh, right. It's but even more boring than NASCAR. There's something... It's a bad comparison. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Just for the fact that NASCAR's a very much um, a driver and a car sport. So there isn't anything in there that's technology-wise to, Formula to make better, which Formula chickens. 1 has everything in that car to make that car as efficient as possible whereas nascar doesn't so it comes down to the driver and his ability to be able to drive whereas it's not so much in they're still Formula souped one, up machines in nascar anyway i'm definitely going <laughs> off on a tangent my answer is yes i would like to see it yes i would like to see what the human capabilities are untested and unregulated <laughs> on bull juice we have spoken about this before that in theories you know a lot of top athletes aren't healthy because they're only doing it you know they go in there to win so they'll do whatever they need to yeah, do yeah they're only concerned that. with winning and any and my you know this is against me my moral little high ground of oh don't do that yeah maybe they don't care about it but i'm saying about the the effects they're doing to people unknowingly like children like women taking steroids as well yeah agreed and agreed. other drugs there's other, so other ways they dope i'm just going to go on the side that they agreed to do it themselves so let's not say they're being forced into it by the government or any of that sort of stuff. We know it happens, but that's happening in a, in a regulated sport. So yeah. what we were talking about earlier is that, uh, well, the documentary that you were, you sent us is that they were finding lookalikes descending for urine samples yeah. and blood tests and all that sort of stuff. So they're going to extreme lengths already to cover this stuff up. But I think it'd be quite nice to just sort of say, well, if we take that away, maybe that'll stop. Maybe it won't. Maybe they'll just abuse them even more, which is more than likely what's going to happen. They will. But I would like to see, you know, the... Because then they have to beat other tested, sorry, other untested athletes, so they have to beat them, so they'll just do more and more to these athletes. But you've also then got the almost level playing field to the point where... It wouldn't be level. But if you're... (laughs) But it's not level now, though, is it? So if you look at the Olympics, how many people have been done and and busted? There's a lot of effort going into stopping them, and people want to get on their little conspiracy theory high horse and say, oh, no, they're all on it, and, oh, it doesn't matter if they test, because there's... It doesn't matter. There is a lot going into it, a lot of funding, yeah. and there's no conspiracy. The thing of, is, yeah, VADA now, don't actually test, really. Of course they I do. I don't think that there, there's not effort going into it, but I think there's always going to be people who are going to find ways around whatever they're testing, which automatically makes it an uneven playing field because you may or may not be competing against somebody who has an advantage over you. you just got to trust that it happens less often than what everyone thinks. Well, at the moment, it seems to be the other way around, doesn't it? 
more and more people are being busted for it and less because their testing's getting better and better. The, pe- the testing's getting better and the media's getting better in terms of their naming and shaming, so you're going to see yeah. it more often. Yeah, exactly. But I think for me, it's just kind of be interesting. I more, think it's more... It's like I don't care what Thor any deadlifts because uh, it's just... It doesn't mean anything to me. Fair point. Uh, see, know, to me, it's like... I'd rather go and watch Ray pull... I mean, you, people can moan about if Ray's on something or not. He's tested, he's passed, fine. Yeah. yeah. We can't do much more than that, can we? Yeah, exactly. No. They turn up, they get, turn up get a lookalike for him who isn't Mark Henry. Good, good luck. <laughs> he can't be. Mark Henry's like 10 years older than him. <laughs> they've, they've met each other, though, I swear. Or, yeah, yeah or I think there is. Mark went to his gym. I, I, I think Mark remember. tried to scout him. Well, he was an actual World's oh, Strongest really? Man, right? Henry. Uh, Henry. IPF, World's Strongest Man, and um, IWF lifter. Yeah, he's done well, it all. I don't know if he's never been... I don't know what he's actually won, but I know he's had yeah. an American record. He's an American weightlifter. Yeah. He has IPF I think he went World to the records. Olympics. I'm pretty sure he went to the Olympics. He did Olympics for US, yeah. Epic. Um, I don't know what place he came, but he has IPF Mark Henry, Ray, Willi- Ray Williams. Was that just IPF like lifter. weightlifting classes? Does it just get to his weight and then just go... <laughs> yeah. Just question yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the so 105 plus. Yeah. yeah. So it's just whatever You know those big it. scales you got where they put the back of the trucks on and see what they weigh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mark. In you come. Stand on this. <laughs> the guy is a tank. He's yeah. an actual tank. He's he dude is yeah. massive. And that's on telly, so I'd hate to see actually how big he is in, in real life. But yeah. I'm going to say huge. Big, yeah. But back to the question. Yes, I would definitely like to see it. Yeah. You know, the, cool. the run, run, jump, and where the <laughs> fuck did he go? <laughs> I'd love to watch. I think people like the idea of it more than it, it actually happened, because you just see ill people not... Because right now they're trying to do things to counteract whatever they're on to bring them back to normal health. Mm. Mm. Or you get the people that do the P-doping, uh, you know, the saddle, little... Bag that you, you yeah, know. prosthetic bladder, I guess, yeah, with and penis and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah, prosthetic penises that happened in sport, yeah, yeah. But, um, I, th- I think, I think it'd just be a lot more ill people, don't think it'd be good, and not much difference on the, t- on the go, go and watch like athletics, go watch the Olympics right. live if you ever get a chance, you'll see some freakish stuff, it'll be yeah. you've so got epic. people pulling, you know, near 500 kilos in the IPF tested. And the, and they're not the biggest guys. <laughs> well, so I, was, I was trying to focus on Olympics, so like athletics and stuff. But yeah, I know, I know what yeah. you mean. I know what you mean because lifting's not everyone's bag. No, no, that's true. No, but yeah, I mean, I, I, like we've always had different reviews on it, but I understand where you're both coming from as well. And from a health point of view, yes, it would definitely be um, safer. Not I just to see do athletes that, as this, you know, that unta- untapped potential, and you see them, they've put everything into it, and I just sort of, I don't know, maybe I get into their story a bit too much, and I'm like, I don't want to yeah. see them taking drugs at all 